chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside, as always, Thomas Dick. And Thomas, we had our first uh, exhibition race of the year. It's officially NASCAR season. We are off this weekend for the Super Bowl, but everything will get uh, underway for the next, gosh, 10 months. As we get uh, ready for the Daytona 500, that's next Sunday. So this episode, we're going to recap the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum, and then we will do a season preview, get you guys primed and ready to go uh, before we preview uh, the Daytona 500 next week. But overall, what do you think of uh, the Clash? We'll kind of get into more details, but just, you know, an overhead view of what you thought. I thought, like, the – to me, it – it got the views they wanted. I just, my worry is the product they were showing people they were trying to attract is very different than the product they'll get later in the year when they tune in. Yeah. I mean, I thought the, there were some aspects of the racing that was exciting. We'll get into that. But I think if you watch just a 150 lap thing, that wasn't a whole lot of excitement. Some of that was due to the issues with some of the cars that took out the eyes that were in the front spoiler alert. Uh, but overall, I think it was a pretty, pretty good event. And as you said, it got eyes on the sport. And really, that's all you can really hope for, especially in an exhibition game. Yeah, race. And, and I liked it better than having another race at Daytona. So, yep. So let's get into the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum recap qualifying. Uh, not really sure if there was an advantage to qualifying last or if the better cars were qualifying last, but Kyle Busch was the top qualifier, followed by Tyler Reddick, Justin Haley, Joey Logano, and Daniel Suarez. Yeah, and then we got to the heats, and so the front of each heat would be the first four finishers, Kyle Busch, Reddick, Haley, and Joey Logano. And you noticed it, I noticed it. Those cars ran away in their heats, like from the green flag, while the second place car tried to fight off everyone else and they all won going away. So all the drama, and there was some drama in those races. They were pretty good races, but they, all the drama was at the cutoff. It wasn't for who was going to win because winning just got you a spot higher. Yeah. And I don't claim to know a lot about why it was happening, but I think my reasoning was every, everybody knew that you couldn't pass on the high line. You had to be on the inside. And so you would have the car that starts on the outside of row one, trying to dive down, get to the inside. And then they would just start battling with the car, you know, car that's in third place, fourth place. And it just made like this accordion effect where everybody else just kind of got backed up. And then if you were in the lead, you, you didn't have to battle any of that. You got the cleaner and you were able to just go. Yeah. When someone else pointed, uh, someone pointed out in between the heats and the feature, like the qualifying put everyone one through nine fastest car to slowest car. So of course the fastest car was going to pull away. Mm -hmm. And then the main race was supposed to group all the fast cars back together. I don't know if it did that. Yeah. Um, But so then you had the last chance races. First one was sort of mundane with uh, Hamlin Harvick and Dinger earning the spots. But the second one was where we had all sorts of drama and some uh, banging around. Uh, drama with Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch, both of them uh, exited the race. And then, you know, Ty Dillon had a great race. He went from 10th to the lead back to the 10th because he got black flagged. And then he went back to the lead 
And he ended up winning the race, followed by Ryan Priest and Bubba Wallace. Not so fast. It was deemed that he jumped the start on lap 48, so he was disqualified two laps. The restart was two laps uh, before the end of the race, and so with him being disqualified, Harrison Burton uh, moved into the race. Yeah, two separate times he accelerated before they got to the whatever they call that Geico, the Geico restart zone. <laughs> right, Geico restart zone. So, yeah, um, sad for him. Car looked pretty good. Had they yeah. shown that uh, paint scheme earlier, probably would have put it in the, the yeah. top paint schemes. And then uh, with the main race, uh, lots of strong cars had issues, as I mentioned in the open. Tyler Reddick, who led 51 laps, and Chase Briscoe, both having drive drivetrain issues. And then Danny Hamlin lost all power in his car on lap 52. And all this was during the cautions. Uh, so I texted you at Luke. I was like, this race just went to hell in a handbasket real quick because yeah, was... Reddick had led the first 51 laps. Yeah. He was definitely Briscoe was coming on strong. Yeah. And Denny was Denny. And then, uh, I'm going to blame it on a, uh, oil pressure issue. My pick Ryan priest got knocked out lap 75. He was running strong. And then Justin Haley, another contender, he got taken out by a tainted move by everyone's uh favorite kyle larson yeah. sort of i'm um, starting out the season as the evil guy and uh, i love justin haley's interview too because he's like hey look i'm a rookie and i know i gotta earn my respect but he basically said it was a chicken shit move yeah and and i saw all kyle larson's defenders saying well he doesn't have instant replay he doesn't know what happened well how about you wait a couple laps until your spotter tells you what happens before you wreck a guy so Kyle Busch uh, led 64 laps, Tyler Reddick won 51, and then Joey Logano led the last 35 laps to win it going away. The day before his daughter had, or his wife had their third child. Oh my goodness. So he mentioned that in his post win. Did he name uh, the baby time. Ice Cube? I think it was Pitbull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so, oh, okay. So when he was doing his burnout, it was a pretty cool burnout. He went all the way around the track. But the best part was it was so short, and I don't know if you noticed this, but there's Truex, and I want to say it was Michael McDowell were the last two, like, around, and he just, like, jumped in front of him and started doing his burnout. So they were just behind him the, the entire time throughout the whole track just doing the burnouts because they couldn't get around him to go do the uh, go back into the pit road. I thought that was pretty funny. I didn't know if anybody else noticed that. But I so, But I so my thoughts uh, – to me, it wasn't the most, especially the, the main race, it wasn't the most exciting races. It was entertaining, but it wasn't exciting. But after listening to the drivers, seeing their tweets, seeing their post-race interviews, and then Monday morning when I was driving into work, I was listening to uh, SiriusXM's NASCAR channel. Uh, and all the fans loved it. Everybody that called in thought it was a great event uh, for NASCAR. And I think I saw a tweet where they had 4.68 million viewers. That is fantastic for the sport. You had a Sunday where there was a Pro Bowl. You had PGA Tour, which I know they beat out. I think they were a little bit short of the Pro Bowl. Um, and then there's something else going on. on By the way, if you're watching the Pro Bowl, you're an idiot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we mentioned the heats were very exciting. Um, to me, it was more exciting for that just because you knew that guys were fighting for that final spot and they were trying to get into the race. And so that made for great racing. Uh, and then in the main race, I kind of – uh, you know, the, once you were, I mean, if you weren't in the top five, you had no chance to get up and pass everybody. So I wonder if teams that weren't in position to win 
uh, new and they just wanted to keep their cars from getting damaged, just kind of, you know, lollygag around. And then I talked to you about this. If I'm a Martin Truex fan, I am a Martin Truex fan. Too. I'd be pissed. Like he didn't race in the last chance qualifier because they were the top points getter that wasn't qualified. They knew that going in because Larson um, had already qualified. So he was guaranteed a spot. And where he started, he just put himself in a position where he didn't want to win or that he couldn't win. Yeah. Well, and I think he might have. My guess is he uh, saw that he wasn't very good in the qualifying and maybe knew they didn't have the car to win it. And at, at that point, do you want to go out like the guys that got knocked out in the last chance thing? that yeah. just got their cars destroyed or do you want to be the guy that's just lollygagging behind the guy <laughs> doing the burnout so yeah. I, I could see both angles on that because you had the one last chance that was clean like no one yep. wrecked and then you had the other where it was just the people smashing each other festival and then you know one thing that i really enjoyed about this race and i don't know i don't think they would ever do it in the regular season but the caution flags don't count as laps yeah I really like that. I definitely think they should do that at short tracks, but yeah. Cause I mean, we've talked about, I mean, we talked about it numerous times last year where some cautions would last five laps. Some would like, there's no consistency with it. Yeah. And maybe we just don't know the rules well enough, but to me, like, Hey, you go around till the track gets clean. And if the caution came out on lap 13, you're coming back out and it's lap 14. And I'd be, I'd be willing like the, uh, race at bristol i'd be willing to knock 20 laps off the race knock it down from 500 to 480 and then do it that way so but your thoughts i thought like like i i think i mentioned before i thought the heat and last chance were better than the feature um i'm not sure the fans like i don't think the average fan like when you hear a heat race if you're an average fan if you're like that's gonna be a good race like the heat and last chance seemed like the crowd was half full. Mm-hmm. And then when the people showed up and the stadium was full, they saw like 40 minutes of racing. Yeah. So I, I don't know how you get the word out that, Hey, this stuff's worth, you know, you should spend your whole day here. I know LA's a, they show up to the third inning of Dodgers games and leave in the sixth. So maybe that's just the, they were there to see ice cube. And then I thought there should have been, I I thought the feature was too long. I think they could have knocked 50 laps off and maybe done two semis. Yeah. Like a semifinal round. Make the field shorter. Yeah. Because um, you said the track was too s- small, but you can't make that track any bigger. Yeah. Um, I thought there was too many cars. I mentioned it in the preview. I thought like 15 is the ideal number probably. And the other thing, I'm not sure if lower teams are going to opt to come back next year. I think the deck was stacked against them, like the BJ McLeods. Yeah. And is it worth your money to go out and get the first qualifying and it's the track's not sticky. So you're sliding around. So you qualify last and then you're in the heats and yeah. it's hard to pass in the heats. So you finished ninth. So you drove all the way out there. I don't know. Six laps. Yeah. So this Sunday, the, oh, go ahead. My, I had my uh, uncle who listens from Colorado ask if they're doing this every year. And I never looked to see. So uh, I, when I was listening to series, they have 
NASCAR has the option to do it next year at the LA Coliseum. They have to make a decision. Uh, I think it's like May 4th or something like that. There you go. Cause I was thinking about it. You're very limited on like, I know they want to try to new stuff and you can't do like the hockey, like stadium tour. Cause all these, even Kyle field and Texas Memorial used to have tracks around them. So you could have done it there back in the day, but not everyone renovates and they put the seats as close as the, yeah. So I don't know my fractions. If you tried to race at any current football stadium, it's going to be less than a quarter mile. Yes, I wanted they, to say they have the I option to, say, to do it again next year. Yeah, I wanted to say three eighths, but that's not right. Three sixteenths of a mile. Like you're going to have to race at three sixteenths of a mile tracks. So. so I thought. I mean, overall, I thought it was pretty good. I'd probably give it a B plus, A minus, probably. Sounds about right. But. <laughs> So we enjoyed that little teaser to get us ready for the season that is ahead Uh, in the uh, cup series. We got the next gen car so we can go back to uh, the clash. I enjoyed the new cars. I think I texted Luke about, I said, I think these cars look, Hey, they look pretty badass. And I think they look better as we talked about in the last episode with the number moving forward, there was some cars that were able to utilize that with the logo of a sponsor you you kind of know what cars you are but i did notice i don't know if you did either joey logano and michael mcdowell's car looked exactly alike yeah and that oh, kept throwing that kept throwing one. me off yeah but i don't know how the i mean you're gonna have that regardless of what the car looks like. maybe one of them should put an antenna ball on. <laughs> but i mean other than that it was just i thought they looked sharp um obviously i think they have some issues to work out as was it briscoe broke his accelerator in the qualifying or yeah. practice I had a and couple then, of drivetrain issues and yeah and then he you know he had to exit the race again and so i think there's some issues hopefully they were able to figure it out but it, it seemed like and i think that's what they wanted the damage wasn't as bad on the cars unless you're yep. justin haley and uh like kyle larson just rams you into the wall yeah, Tony Stewart mentioned that is how the cars, I forget what the, it's like a composite, I believe is what they're made out of now. By the way, how'd you think he did? It was all right. See, I thought he was. I, I love Clint Boyer though. Oh yeah, I do too. I thought, I thought Tony was for the year, but I guess it's not for the year. Yeah. I loved when Clint interviewed Kevin before the race, Kevin Harvick, and he was like, hopefully make it to victory lane. We can have one of those bush lights after the race. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's going to tandem well with anybody. Um, It's just a matter of them finding the other guy to tandem with. So so we got some new teams this year. We have GMS Racing. They're running uh, Cup in 2022. Ty Dillon running full-time in coordination with Richard Petty Motorsports in the number 42 Colleg Racing running two cars with Justin Haley full-time in the number 31. And then uh, AJ Allmendinger, Daniel Hamrick, and Noah Gregson, they'll split in the 16. 23XI will have two cars as Kurt Busch is joining Bubba Wallace. And then Trackhouse will also have uh, two cars as Ross Chastain uh, is joining Daniel Suarez. I I like all these moves. I think... uh... You know, we lost Chip Ganassi, but I think we added much more than we lost. I don't know if that. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at these teams, Ty Dillon ran well in the clash early on. Justin Haley was uh, running well. I've got to think that, you know, Gregson Dinger and Hemrick will run pretty well with colleague. 
Uh, Kurt Busch joining Bubba Wallace, 23XI. I think they'll be better than what they were last year. And then it'll be interesting to see with Trackhouse. If there's anyone, either one of them that I'm quote-unquote worried about, it would be Ross Chastain joining Trackhouse. But like we mentioned, I think all these moves are really good for NASCAR. Yeah, and like Suarez was running well, and he had a huge fan base. I think that might be the next move they make as a race in Mexico. But that's just my amateur opinion. Uh, goodbye to some notables, uh, Quinn Howe from Starcom racing. They shut down full operations. Uh, they have some plans to run with Floyd Mayweather's the money team. Uh, but Kaz Gala, Gala driving, uh, Ryan Newman retired. Anthony Alfredo moved down to Xfinity. Todd Gilliland will be driving the number 38 for front row. And then Matt Benedetto headed down to the truck series. Uh, he is replaced in the Wood Brothers car by Harrison Burton. Yeah, he was a fan favorite. Uh, Anthony Alfredo really spun his wheels most of the last year. Sad to see Ryan Newman go, but he might may come back for some teams. And then Quinn Howe, friend of the program. Yep. Been quiet on his front, waiting to hear where he lands. It's amazing how much news has not dropped yet, like yeah. as we're looking for stuff. Like the re- season starts next week. And but yeah, there's a, some... there's a big notable one I'll bring up in Xfinity, and then we don't know their future on. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, some switcheroo in the Cub Series, Brad Keselowski, uh, back to, was it Keselowski, Roush Fenway? I forget what the acronym RFK. Is. RFK, Roush Fenway, Keselowski. He's replacing Ryan Newman. Austin Sendrick replaces him. He will jump into the number two car. Ryan Priest, semi-gone. Yeah, JTG Doherty dropped the car. Uh, but uh, Priest was snatched up by Stewart House Racing. He's going to be their reserve driver. He's going to run races across all three series. And he looks to be the front runner to replace Eric Amarola, who said he's retiring after this season. And then the uh, breaking down the schedule, they kept the Easter dirt race at Bristol. That will be moved to Easter. And, you know, NASCAR used to always not race on Easter or Mother's Day. Give yeah, us no week and- off, but. Sorry, they've mom. Been... I can't come see you. We got a podcast to do. <laughs> yeah, they've been sprinkling in races occasionally. I didn't look up to see the last time. Did they race this past Easter? That I, I don't think so. I yeah. know they raced Mother's Day, but I don't think they raced. Yeah, Easter. so not not much for the holidays anymore. And then they're returning to California's Auto Club for the first time since before the pandemic, and it marks the last race on the current track setup. Uh, we'll have a new race near St. Louis at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. That's where the lights went out at the truck race, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So hopefully they got that switched. You know, I know the one guy's trying to put a roof on his track. Just worry <laughs> about keeping the lights on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Circuit of the Americas, Nashville Super Speedway, and Road America remain on the schedule. Road course heavy again with Coda, Sonoma, Road America, Indy, uh, Watkins Glen, and the Charlotte Roval. Yeah, of no, we don't have the Daytona road. Yeah, road. I was gonna say of no, no Daytona road course. <laughs> R.I.P. <God. laughs> uh, Daytona fall race will end the regular season. I like that. Um, playoffs will start at Darlington again and wraps up at Phoenix. I'm fans of it ending in Phoenix, and then a bit of shuffling in between. Homestead Miami is back in the fold, knocking out Richmond, which moves to three weeks before the cutoff, and then the other tracks are the same. Just some tweaking of where they are on the schedule. Yeah um all in all okay schedule there's uh i i don't know 
Only going to Dover once. Poor people in Delaware. Sad. <laughs> and they refuse to go to mid-Ohio because they hate Ohio. They yeah. don't have a track in Kentucky anymore. Um, and it's interesting. So last year uh, in the playoffs, was it four of the 10 races were road courses? This uh, year, this year it's only one. No, no, because we commented how the regular season was heavy. There were oh, six. Right. There were six in the regular season. One. So we wanted one more or two more. Yeah, road, but that's right. So it's only one road course uh, in the playoffs. That's Charlotte Roval. Our rookies. Uh, these are the official rookies. The Sunoco rookie thing came out today. So this is the official. Um, Austin Sendrick, Harrison Burton, Todd Gillen. Pretty solid group. They uh, all of them ran very well in their respective series. Uh, Sendrick and Burton were uh, uh, Xfinity. Gillen was in the trucks. I'm going to go Austin Sendrick. Probably the same reason you're going. More established team. Yep. Um, and then you have a question. Yeah. Th- does Harrison Burton get Woodbrose their 100th win of the year? But I am going to go with Austin Sendrick. But does Harrison Burton get them their 100th win? I think he might. I think uh, he would have had a better chance if Austin Sendrick was in the 21. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the schedule too. The one off weekend that I see is actually on Father's Day. So, oh, so all the dads out there. Yeah. NASCAR hates the moms, loves the dad. Yeah. I think last year they raced Mother's but, Day. Which is funny because you think you would want to take your dad to the NASCAR race on Father's Day. I would think so. But uh, yeah, I'm going Austin. Tradition Sandra. be damned. Yeah. All right, so the sleeper pick, what was what kind of reasoning or the thinking behind this is just any kind of prediction that you think yeah, I guess it should be bold prediction instead of sleeper. Yeah, bold pick. prediction. Uh I'm gonna go with Chase Briscoe wins at least two races this year. At least two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. He was he came close. The road courses. Yeah. I think he's got it. He came close in the one race. What was it? He cut uh, the corner. I think it was uh yeah, in, in Indy. Uh, yeah. yeah um yeah i like that i'm going uh justin haley makes it into the top eight all right i uh i don't know why i just i think i think colleagues gonna do better this year than a lot of people think they're gonna do i think they had more of a foundation than some other teams that move up so here's a question i just thought up for you who do you think will have either somebody in the playoffs or somebody that finishes higher or yeah who do you think would finish higher in the standings like if you averaged them out track house or 23 xi we've sort of built them up as rivals last year um i i mean i like chastain getting added to suarez i think those two in their average finish will be higher than kurt bush and bubba wallace all right i I think i'd agree with that and I thought Suarez got stronger with his team as the year went on. Bubba got the win, but as far as the whole year, I don't, I don't think he improved as much as Suarez did. And then uh, your final four predictions: Who's going to be buying for the championship in Phoenix? I am. Uh, I'm going heavy with Hendrick and uh, Penske. I'm going uh, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, and Joey Logano. You seem to be going old man crew. (laughs) You need to get a rocking chair for your group. Yeah, I'm going to go Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, 
and Denny Hamlin. There you go. I, I we're, we'll need but to the, do my Harvick thing. Uh, like gives more like no confidence after the clash, but that's only a quarter mile track at an exhibition. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I think last year we did a mid season, mid regular season show. I think that's where we lock in the actual who. Yeah, this is all crapshoot because they're in new cars and we don't have much data and. I really didn't have much time to not that I would have made different picks. I don't know. There's, there's like 10 to me, 10 solid choices for the top four. Yeah. So uh, let us see our, our cop preview heading, looking at Xfinity. We got some notable new teams and drivers, Jesse Awuju motorsports with Emmett Smith, a Merlin Gase motorsports. And then Anthony Alfredo will drive for our motorsports in the number 23 after racing at the cup level uh, last season. Yep. Um, and we have some notables gone. Um, Team Penske won't be fielding a car at all. They had a strong past few years with Austin Sindrick. But prior to that, they put in a good like team efforts with they'd have collaborative drivers and they were a very strong team. So seeing them go opens up a spot in the 12 team playoff or yeah, 12 car playoff. So that's big for the teams. And then we have Harrison Burton, Justin Haley, Austin Sindrick all moving up. And then the switcheroo, our friend Bailey Curry is in the number four JD Motorsports car. He is leaving Mike Harmon Racing. Colleg Racing with two new drivers in the number 10 with Landon Castle and the number 11 with Daniel Hamrick to replace the departed uh, Jeb Burton and promoted Justin Haley. Jeb Burton is racing for our motorsports in the number 27. Mike Snyder is the new number 31 driver for Jordan Anderson Racing after making the playoffs last year with Richard Childress Racing. Josh Williams leaves DGM Racing and will race for BJ McLeod Motorsports in the number 78. And then Kyle Weatherman will replace Williams in the DGM Racing number 92, but no word if that's full season. Uh, right now, it's just through four races. Yeah, a lot of shaking going on. I I I like the colleague moves. Uh, they... They went with Hemrick. They told us we got the inside scoop because AJ Almondinger liked Daniel Hemrick. Yeah. And they thought he was always happy to be racing, thought he had the right uh, disposition. I'm assuming that's a similar reason for why they went with Landon Castle. And then uh, the rookies are Sheldon Creed, Austin Hill, and Jesse Awuji. Uh, my rookie of the year pick is going to be Austin Hill. There you go. It's interesting. Both him and uh, Sheldon are racing for Richard Childress Racing. So a uh, little team action going there. I I haven't seen enough of Jesse racing and it's a brand new team. So he's automatically to me. Yeah. Third there. We're rooting for him because he was a former, uh, was he a Navy SEAL or just in the Navy? So I'm going with Sheldon Creed. <laughs> and he was in the Navy. I don't, I have to check his seal status, but I didn't want to answer a question. I didn't know the answer to <laughs> never ask a question. You don't know the answer to, um, but I'm going Sheldon Creed. Um, just, I think last couple of years in the trucks, I think he was a shade better than Austin. All right. And then your bold prediction. I'm going, uh, Jay Buford makes the top eight. I think, uh, big machine vodka in their second year has the opportunity to, to step up and, like we said, there's, there's some opportunities because you have, um, like we said, they have Penske's out and who even knows what Ty Gibbs racing's doing. Well, they, uh, did I ruin your thing? Yeah. 
We don't know what they're doing. They haven't announced much yet. Uh, My bold prediction is that Noah Gregson will wait until June to call somebody a dipshit on air. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, I'm going to say Anthony Alfredo gets a win for our motorsports. Struggled last year. I'd like to see him uh, bounce back and get a win for them. I muted myself to cough and I said fast pasta, but no one heard it. <laughs> uh, final four predictions. And then here I'm very bullish on junior motorsports. I think they're going to have a good year. Uh, don't know how a colleague's going to handle the two cup or the two series uh, teams. So I think in junior motorsports for the most part stayed um, together. So I'm going to say Noah Gregson, Justin Allgaier, AJ Allmendinger and Josh Berry. So that's three of the four uh, junior motorsports. Although, if Ty Gibbs is confirmed full time, I'm putting him in there over Allmendinger. Yeah, that's the one. Gibbs, they've lost two drivers, the Burton and. Uh, oh, God, who was the other one? Was they... Hemrick. Oh, Hemrick. Yeah, they lost Burton and Hemrick. And they haven't announced Ty Gibbs, but everyone assumes Ty Gibbs. And if you go to their website, they got a picture of Ty Gibbs 54 car as one of their drivers, but that's the car he drove in last year. So no one knows who's in the 20 or the 18. Yep. Um, you can let us know. <laughs> I mean, yesterday, yesterday they let us know who was racing for their I team and we know oh, how yeah. important that was. <laughs> um so yeah, I would definitely if Ty Gibbs was confirmed, I would definitely have him fighting out for the uh, top four. But my top four right now is AJ Allmendinger, Landon Castle, Noah Gregson, and Josh Berry. So I'm going split. Um, I'm going Collig and uh, Junior Motorsports split. So it should be. I think it's going to be a pretty exciting season for. Uh, I think uh, more depth than last year. Yep. Maybe I'm saying that about every series, but it seems like there's more depth. So as we look at the truck series, notable new teams and drivers, we got Matty D running for Rackley WAR in the number 25. Uh, we kind of already mentioned that. Some notable goodbyes. Some of the top drivers are heading up. Uh, that includes uh, Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed to Xfinity and then Todd Gilliland uh, to the Cup Series. Yeah, they were the three strongest last year. Um None of them won the thing, but they were the three strongest. Um, some switcheroos going on there. We got Tyler Ingram uh, heads to Hatari Racing to replace Hill. Grant Emfinger uh, goes to GMS Racing. Uh, last year, he split time between Thor Sport and CR7. Tate Fogelman running for all these teams. So you got Young Motorsports, On Point Motorsports, Our Motorsports. We need some different names like Alpha Prime. <laughs> um, but he's running for On Point after running for Young Motorsports last season. And I don't know if you remember, he won at Talladega. Uh, Zane Smith leaving GMS. He'll run Front Row Motorsports. Uh, Chase Purdy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Bama Buggies. You know what they call shopping carts in Alabama? Is it Buggies? Buggies. Um, <laughs> he is going over to Hattori Racing in the number 61. And then Colby Howard joins uh, McElmany Higgleman Racing uh, in their second truck. 
And then also of note, Christian Eckes is full-time now in the 98 for Thor Sport, had shared time with Grant Enfinger. Johnny Sauter is out at Thor Sport. No replacement has been announced. Sauter is running up to 13 races for G to G, G2G Racing. Um, some rookies, Jack Wood, GMS Racing, Dean Thompson, Nice Motorsports, Lawless Allen, Nice Motorsports, Corey Heim for Kyle Busch Motorsports, and then Blaine Perkins in CR7 Motorsports. Don't really have a reason why, but I like Lawless Allen because of his name, so I, th- I hope he wins rookie. There you go. And Nice uh, had pretty good rookie this past year, and they had a good rookie a couple years ago with Ross Chastain, so they have some history of developing guys. I think Corey, uh, I get, I love the Corys. Have you seen the Lost Boys yet? No. I think it's on Netflix. Watch the F and Lost Boys. (laughs) It's like the greatest vampire movie ever. Um, I think he has the advantage being in a KBM truck, but I'm going to go with Blaine Perkins. Um, He he showed some, uh, uh, good performances at uh, Pocono and Talladega last year in Xfinity. So I think he, I mean, he handled two of them, you know, tougher tracks. So I'm going with him and I have him making the top eight as my sleeper. My sleeper, not sleeper, my bold prediction. Haley Deegan will make the playoffs this year. There you go. I think it'd be good for the sport. Yeah. I think she's, I think she's definitely talented enough. Yeah. So let's get it. Let's get it done. Yeah, my uh, final four predictions, we both got the same, uh, three of them at least, uh, John Hunter Nemechek, Ben Rhodes, and friend of the program, Carson Hosovar. But I'm going to go with uh, Christian Eckes. He's running full-time uh, this year. Uh, he raced eight times last year, and uh, seven of those eight races, he finished in the top 15, including a win at Las Vegas in the in the fall. There you go. I uh... – as you said, we have three of the same Nima check roads, host of our, I'm going Chandler Smith as the, the fourth one. Definitely a flip of the coin, even with uh, Austin Hill, uh, Sheldon Creed and Ty Gillen gone. There's still a lot of strong drivers. Like I would have to wait a couple of weeks to see what kind of truck Rackley Wars putting out there. Um, yeah. And Zane Smith was strong, but I don't know what front row motorsports is going to put out there compared to what he had at GMS last year. So I think a couple of weeks into it, it'll, we'll see who's got strong trucks and who doesn't same with Enfinger. He was okay in CR seven last year, but let's see. Uh, GMS is a little bit better, so he could be back in it. So all we know is we got a, uh, fun-filled summer full of another (laughs) like i'm looking at next weekend i have 27 innings of baseball and about uh over a thousand miles of racing to watch so it's gonna be i'm already sort of sad (laughs) (laughs) a lot of nascar coming up but we do it for the fans we enjoy it we really do Uh, well no i i enjoy it it's just fitting it in if i could watch those three races over a week, that'd be great. But the, I'm going to have to cram them in, in between a, a Saturday and Sunday of baseball. So, um, Before we end the episode, one thing that we failed to bring up in our Xfinity preview, you know who's not racing in Xfinity? Who's that? Kyle Busch will not be. Oh, God, I put it in the thing, I thought. Did I not put it in oh. the notes? 
Kyle Bush not making any. Yeah, they just announced it today that he wasn't running. Yeah. Yeah. So he won't steal five wins from everybody. Very sad. So, so what, what, how did you compare it last year? It's like he's going to the kids' table to win a game, a board game. Oh, yeah. Like anytime I was losing Trivial Pursuit, I'd walk over and just demolish people in Candyland. <laughs> That will do it for our season preview. We'll be back next week as we get you ready for Daytona. We're kicking off the NASCAR season. We are excited. It should be uh, a fun-filled year, but we'll be back next week to preview the Daytona 500 and the Xfinity and Truck Series there as well. We appreciate you guys for listening. For Thomas, I'm Evan. We will see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strilling Company My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry Hyde. say that lady luck has given me the brakes i must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance i'll do the best i can for those who've given me